Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 17th. 2019 strong hand offended by selling value your wealth in bitcoin unconfiscatable i'm not going anywhere personal responsibility is the new counterculture new fancy sets or graphics all right you can tell i'm excited because andy hoffman is here he's back on the show again it's been a little while but it's great to have andy here andy how you doing oh there's no sound andy we were just, uh, uh, one second, Andy and I were just, I was just hearing his lovely voice, but then, uh, something went, something went awry there with the, uh, with the audio. Oh, everyone's anticipating this. You're adding to the suspense by having there be no sound. Good afternoon, everyone over there in the chat. Yeah. I'm looking in the chat right now as Andy fixes the, uh, oh, there we go. I heard something. Are we back? Yeah, but I can't see you, but let's uh let's go with this. Give me a second. <laughs> You'll see me in a second, my beautiful face. There we go. Oh, I hate Google. Sorry. <laughs> Pound that like button, people. Yes. If you dislike Google, also, there's a few of you. Okay, Andy. It's it's great to hear your voice. It's great to see you. You know, so much has happened over the last year in crypto. So much has happened over the last two years in crypto. But who would have imagined? Back in 2015, you were you know, maybe on the uh, on, on on Greg Hunter's show talking about uh, talking about gold and silver. Who could have predicted back four years ago that now the name Andy Hoffman would be more associated with something called B rhodium than anything? What is going on with this world, Andy Hoffman? Well, you know, the only way to, to make money in financial markets, aside from luck, of course, is to be nimble. And the markets have never changed faster. I've always said about Bitcoin and crypto, the double dog years pace of development. Uh, like you said, it's I mean, it's hard to believe how many years ago I was in gold and silver. And now I'm long gone. I think gold and silver are obsolete. I think they're dead forever. And uh, and, you know, what what's happened to me here is just I've watched the space evolve i've made personal choices and uh and you know and i and i i'm more bullish about crypto than i've ever been i still am all in in every possible way i'm just going about it in a different way because i've always believed that it's not just bitcoin it's going to be crypto that takes over the world and there are different ways of investing in it with different risk reward profiles and there are all different kinds of things to consider so i'm very happy with where i stand i'm very happy to talk about Bitcoin and my views in it and altcoins, of course. Yeah, it is It is just amazing how things can change over time. I mean, <laughs> back in 2015, I mean, altcoins were were hardly a thing back then. You, I mean, you probably didn't even know much about altcoins back in 2015. I mean, when you were still on the gold and silver, uh, gold and silver path, it is just, it is, it is amazing. I think some people are just shocked out of their minds now, uh, still. They're just, they're so used to the ranting Andy of the past and uh, they, they see this and it's, it's very shocking. It's very shocking. But people, people change. I well, think. as you say, we talk about, you know, my method, how I do things. It's no different than it used to be. I just talk about 
different things. I, you know, that's right. I was ranting Andy way back when I actually, uh, we got rid of that somewhere around, oh, 2012 or 13. But, um, you know, I, uh, I believe very strongly, as you know, uh, as you do in, in the things that I, that I, uh, I work on, I, I pretty much everything I've ever been in, I'm all in financially as well as uh, mentally. So when I was in minors, uh, when I was in bullion, when I was in Bitcoin, and now when I'm in, you know, B-Rhodium and soon to be uh, Mimblewimble coin, I am all in. I believe in, in everything I say and do. I'm honest uh, to a fault and I uh, will defend what I believe uh, to the death. <laughs> yeah. And that, that is something yeah. to point out about Andy, his, his defense. He does, when you get into something, it is like a war. I mean, if you're, you really get into it. And I mean, there's been recent posts of yours when you've been talking about B-Rhodium and, and Mimblewimble coin, and we're going to get into that in a second, but where you've compared it to other altcoins and you really start punching the other altcoins. Now that is not something that I would do. But that is the and that is what you're known for. That that is definitely what you're known for, and you you seem to be continuing that style of of aggressive marketing. I, I, I well, well, as as you know, I mean, we are both marketers. Neither one of us are technological people. I mean, I worked in the oil field service industry. I worked in the mining industry, the bullion industry, now cryptocurrency. These are not things that I have any idea how they work. But I learn enough to be able to market them. And, uh, and if I believe strongly enough in something, I am going to uh, do my best to spread the word. Now, in cryptocurrency, look, it was bad enough. When you work in alternative markets, it's one thing like when I was in the stock market. I was at Solomon. I worked you know, at big companies. There's a lot of smart people on both the buy and sell side and the commentators in the media. Uh, when you get to alternative markets, even gold, which has been around 5,000 years, there's very few intelligent people there commentating on it. Uh, or buying and selling it. There's really not that many ways to buy and sell it, except like futures and bullion and a couple of mining stocks. Now, cryptocurrency, I mean, uh, bullion makes cryptocurrency uh, look look bad because there's so few people in cryptocurrency that have the knowledge to market anything. Uh, most people are on social media these days. Uh, as soon as the, we went into a bear market, most of them uh, shut up. And uh, and you know you got you know you got camps that are very um, broad uh, in in the way they think. You have the quote, and I don't even want, I don't even like the term, but Bitcoin maximalists. It's almost like gold bugs. They don't believe in anything else. Have an open mind to anything else. And then you have other people who attack Bitcoin viciously, or they make blanket statements about cryptocurrency. So if you really want to get the the word across about a point, whether it's about your belief in technical analysis or whether it's your belief in a certain altcoin or a dislike of another one, you really have to be outspoken. You have to try to do it with class, of course. <laughs> you can't get down in the mud too much, but you have to, you know, when you're talking about a, a small nascent cryptocurrency like B-Rhodium, for instance, which a lot of people attack simply because it's new, because it's an altcoin, you really have to work hard to, to, be, to, uh, to be heard. It's gonna be a little easier with Mimblewimble coin because it's already becoming a bit mainstream to talk about the Mimblewimble technology. Uh, but still, people say, oh, it's a crap coin just because it's, an, and there's so much more to these, uh, these, these projects out there because when it comes down to it, there are hundreds of altcoins. I still believe almost all of them are useless. Most of them came about during the big pump, just like dot-coms. They were there simply to, uh, to pump and dump or because they had misguided beliefs that they were gonna do something. 
But now that we're past the, the, the bubble bursting, it's kind of like the new age after the dot-coms. There are lessons that were learned uh, from, all, from all that happened during the bubble. And there were also new ideas that have spawned that are going to be making a lot of people a lot of money. It's not about, it's not about a utopia. It's not about philosophy. It's not about, as Chris Gilliard, our MDC, MWC lead dev would call it, Bitcoin socialism. It's about what is going to make the most money for people who buy it. Hey, by the way, everyone, Andy is linked to below. Follow him on Twitter. Mimblewimble information is also linked to below. Check all that out. We're going to be talking about that in a second. Well, for me, this, what you're doing, your marketing, this is all, I, I'm analyzing it and looking at it as kind of a big experiment also, because I, I, you've alluded to in the crypto space, there isn't a lot of professional marketing out there. And in fact, when any sort of marketing comes around, there's a certain segment of the space that just wants to vomit for some reason. They're, they're not used to marketing. I, I don't know what their thing is. There's there's some people that are allergic to marketing. They, they don't understand that's, you know, that's how corporations run. And I mean, that's just something that's just, it's just a fact of life. <laughs> no and, one and there's also, there's also some bad people doing it. I mean, there's, there's, you know, what you called carnival barkers out there. There's some people, I don't even want to name names. You know, they get paid to tweet. There have been a lot of scams and pump and dumps that have been uncovered that make people think, well, he's talking about B. Rodeman. It must be some scam, you know, of course it's not. And and there are so many other good projects out there run by good people, but you really have to get your head above the water because you're, you're attacked anytime you say something positive about another altcoin, people suspect your motives. And I think in, in my case, after 16 months in B-Rhodium to the point where I don't even have my Bitcoin anymore. And of course, Mimblewimble coin, I've now been in for four or five months. I think it's pretty evident, evident that I believe in what I'm saying. And I also have a track record of marketing, whether it's Bitcoin or B-Rhodium or Mimblewimble coin or precious metals. So people know that I mean what I say and that there's nothing unsavory or or that I have some kind of ulterior motive other than making the project succeed. So yeah, and you you pointed out that people some people have bad taste in their mouths about marketing because there are people who just are, I know who you're referring to, the, the guy who got paid to shill all sorts of things on uh on Twitter. And, and and again, there there's there's good and people are used to, you know, there's some people who associate sales with used car salesmen and stuff. And that's not exactly a, a respectable thing. Although there are good used car salesmen out, out there also. But in order for a product to be sold, there has to be some sort of marketing. So I'm very interested in seeing how coins that have marketing teams, how they progress. I all everyone who's familiar with this show knows that as early as uh, 2016, I had uh, Amanda Johnson on the show, and I would I would talk about Dash because I thought, you know, everyone starts screaming, Dash is a scam, Dash is a scam, Dash is this, Dash is that, and for me, I'm like, well, this is the only coin that has a legitimate marketing team, and. Again, to have a marketing team, you have to be somewhat centralized. Bitcoin is above the, that fray totally. So we're not we're not going to get into that. But we're talking about the whole crypto ecosystem out there. If if you're going to have an altcoin, it, the experiment for me is to see if you've got a professional professional marketing team, how far can it take you? And so you have been out there speaking about B-Rhodium. You've been out there speaking about MWC. And you've kind of created this ecosystem around you. There are people they're 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 silent they're not aggressive they're not uh cursing and screaming but you've got a lot of fans out there from even your gold days and stuff that like your technique 
believe it or not, people, I all the haters that are out there right now, there are people that really like the way he goes about things. Okay. And, and, and you have connected a bunch of people and, and created a community almost around yourself. And I call it like the Andy Hoffman ecosystem. And I, I'm just, I'm wondering if, you know, if this MWC thing is successful, if other more other coins out there will start getting the hang of this and say, you know, we need someone who is somewhat well-known in the alternative finance space to get on board here and really buy into our, uh, coin and build a community around it because you have through many different ways built a community around Rhodium. there can be no doubt about that and and now mwc and they're kind of like almost connected through you now so uh i, I don't know i just i want i wanted to toss that so out many there. points so many points you're the only person i ever do shows with where i have to write down all the things actually simon dixon i also have to write down as he's speaking because he says so many things that i need to address uh, and you can hear me, right? Yes. Okay, good. So first of all, um, yeah, when it comes to centralization, you know, when you look at everything, the whole thing about centralization, let's face it, Bitcoin is the only decentralized coin, okay? The goal of all of these others is to become decentralized. And like, for instance, Ethereum is a perfect example of it. People still want to talk about, well, it's Vitalik, but at this point, it's not Vitalik anymore. It's become bigger than him. Uh, the same thing with Litecoin. It was at one point completely centralized and now these really really big successful coins whether you like them or not that's about it that when it comes to decentralized pretty much everything else is is still centralized to an extent and striving to become centralized and some of them will i definitely think that b rhodium is a i mean we could talk about that separately it's one of the few out there that is on the road to doing that and it's fantastic because it's only been around for a year but you also talk about professional uh marketing now again um, you look at my website now, it just says on it, professional cryptocurrency consulting. Um, and, uh, you know, if you look at it and you go, well, he's, that means he's like marketing for everyone. No, it's not. I don't need to do any of these things. I do things that I want to do. I do projects that I believe in. Uh, so I want to consult for, for people, but I only do it for things I like. The only two quote clients, if you want to use those words is B Rhodium, which I received as an airdrop. And as I followed the story, became so deeply, uh, I believed in it so deeply that I just, you know, entrenched myself deeper into it. I'm not on the, the development team. You would think so, but I'm not. And when it comes to MWC, the reason I, I learned about it was because of you. You introduced me to Chris. I actually knew about, and actually you introduced me to the B-Rhodium airdrop too. I heard about it on your show. But I, I, I had followed, uh, Chris had been a follower of mine on Twitter, one of the people that always had something positive to say. And when you said you met him uh, and you introduced me to him and I had a phone call with him, when he spoke of his project, I said, that is what I want to be involved in because I've been reading about and hearing about Mimblewimble forever. And when he explained it to me, I said, this is something that is going to work. Mimblewimble has a future. And that's way, that was way back in January. Now I know it has a future. I thought it, now I know it. So I'm really thrilled. Plus, I mean, this project, like you said, the connection between the two communities, you couldn't be more right. Chris in, created this idea because he is a B-Rhodium holder who's very happy with the structure of it, with the airdrop, with the crypto dividend, with the, with the strong hands program with the scarcity. So we're doing everything that they're doing because it was a successful project. And on top of that, 
He's adding in technology. It's not just a fork of Grin to be financially motivated. He's actually working to make it the best technological coin on top of that. So these are my only two projects. This is all I spend my time on. It was 100% B-Rhodium. Uh, now it's probably half and half. I'm hoping that it'll go down to 25% to B-Rhodium because it's becoming self-sustaining as we pick up the MWC pace. But, you know, again, the professional uh, consulting. Yeah, I remember when you had Amanda Johnson on 2016. And you know what? It's still the only coin, aside from, let's say, the ones I'm working with, that has professional uh, marketing effort. I see nothing. I mean, you could say Bcash has one, but because they have like a, a group of people that promote things uh, that, that, you know, whether they're true or not, but it's not a real marketing effort. There's very few coins that 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 taught, that have people actually out there trying to spread facts and do it in a professional way. And that's what I am doing because it's not, it's natural to me. That's what I've done for my whole career. Let me tell you something. The, the, I am, I am excited about this crypto dividend because I am a Bitcoin holder and we're going to talk. You you say you don't have Bitcoin anymore. So we're going we're to have to talk about that because people are, are, are always curious about that. But um, I like crypto dividends because it, it, it gets people to hold their Bitcoin even more. Okay. Now this Mimblewimble one, I knew you would like it because it MWC or Mimblewimble, the, the protocol, whatever you want to call it. It is the flavor of the month. People are saying it is it's so private, it's so this, it's so that, whatever. And I'm glad that I'll get something and I'll get to see how you know private it really is for as long as I hang on to it. But which probably won't be that long. But the, the but the thing I, I want to say here about marketing, the Mimble Wimble is also being used by Beam and by Grin, okay? And now by Mimble Wimble Coin. As far as I know, those dudes don't have a marketing team. So right this second, people, when they think about Mimblewimble, they're thinking about Beam and they're thinking about Grin. But if if you do your thing, if, if, I mean, if this experiment goes well, you'll be spreading the word to Timbuktu about MWC, while the, the other ones, Grin and, and Beam, uh, they won't have marketing teams. So I, I want to see if this becomes like a three dog race in the, in the Mimble Wimble space, I think that would be very interesting to analyze uh, uh, just as a bystander. Again, I'm not buying Grin. I'm not buying Beam. I'm getting MWC coin for free. So I want it to beat the living blabajijis out of all those others. Okay. I mean, whenever you get something for free, you want it to do well. And if you're getting something for free by holding Bitcoin, it, you've wanted to do well, because it's just going to encourage other people to hold Bitcoin. At least that's my perspective on it. Pound that like button, Andy. Well, put it this way, Adam. I'm going to play a little co-host right here and back off this particular segment for a second. I would like to build up to talking about Mimblewimble because, again, we have to talk about Bitcoin, what's going on, my views of it, uh, the Hoffman line. BSV, all those things. Then I would like to talk about uh, specific coins, such as, uh, of course, B-Rhodium. And, and we'll, I would like to finish with it on everyone's mind, everything there is to know about MWC since the registration starts tomorrow. All right. That's, a, well, 420 it starts. Sorry, 420. Uh, yes. I have another Saturday. podcast with Chris on the 19th. It's the yeah. day after that. Yeah. So Saturday, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So what are you going to say then? You, 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 uh, well, you have... let you, let's talk about Bitcoin. I mean, I know, I know oh, you want to talk about, okay. Bitcoin first then. Bitcoin yes. first. Yeah. Right. I do, and so, I do so want to, yeah. that, well, that was part of my question then. Uh, you don't have any anymore and people no, but... are, and people get angry. People are very, do you value your wealth in fiat? 
Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's well known. It's not like this is a big surprise. And I've made it very clear in many articles uh, back then. I mean, basically, I talked about, you know, you created the term Hoffman line. It's not a vanity thing. And that line was talking about the $100 billion market cap, uh, which was support for the entire 2018 until November. Uh, and uh, that price back then was 57.50. Right now it's 56.70. I just checked based on the supply of Bitcoin. So we're getting close to it. And you know, I back you know I, a week before you had um, what's his name from CNBC? Um, uh, Brian. Brian is that Brian? I, what's his darn name? It's uh, it's it's Brian, isn't it? Well, wait, I, yeah. I know. Whatever yeah, the guy. I'll Brian Kelly, right? Brian Kelly, yes. Yes. You had him on your show and he said a wall, a, a wall of crypto, of, of institutional money is headed for crypto. And But a week before that, I had written an article called uh, the, the $6,000 and $100 billion magic numbers, meaning when Bitcoin hit 6,000, that was the number at the time, it'll be a $100 billion market cap. And you're going to see massive amounts of money rush into the sector, particularly in January when all the new hedge funds will start. And that's exactly what happened. And and even after it crashed, starting with the uh, the Mt. Gox trustee getting things going at the top at twenty thousand dollars, that institutional money held on tight for the rest of the year. Uh, even though it crashed many times, it kept holding support. And I truly believed that Bitcoin was so revolutionary that it could actually withstand the force of uh, of the natural bear market and hold it. And then, of course, the most ironic thing was the thing that finally broke it was bsv and anyone who says otherwise uh, you know just wasn't there that was the straw that was the straw that broke the camel's back he came in i'm gonna destroy bitcoin and coincidence or not that's when the whole thing uh blew and then i said to myself mentally uh from a personal standpoint i'm not gonna let all my gains go uh because of this i'm gonna get out and re and rethink the situation that was how i looked at it Plus, I had my B-Rodium, which I felt good about. What's your view on the Hoffman line back then? Well, again, I I don't think uh, it was co- it was coincidental that uh, it plummeted down to three thousand uh, dollars soon after uh, that maniac started talking uh, smack. I, it didn't it did not help the Bitcoin price, but in a situation like that where it stayed down around. Uh, Three thousand dollars for a while. I, I, I think it's part of the whole cyclical aspect of Bitcoin. We're, we're going to look back on this one day and just see that you know there's certain parts in the cycle where it really goes down, and where it's it's just not worth it to even worry about why exactly this is happening. Because if we start to worry about why exactly it's happening, then we have to pick a scapegoat and we have to pick a specific thing. And I don't, I don't think it was. I'm not giving that guy the the credit to, you know, I know Bitcoin was above the Hoffman line for quite some time. It finally went down below it and and still down there. It's not because of. Uh, OK, Bitcoin. well, I, I will grant you that uh, it was it was it was a catalyst. Let's let's call it a catalyst rather than a cause. Well, it wasn't because, it didn't help. It did not. Help. Right. I mean, put it this way. When, when it happened, uh, I and pretty much everyone was saying it's. Believe me, people, this is not happening because BSV is going to take over Bitcoin. It was a well-timed attack for whatever reason, because Bitcoin was vulnerable enough for it to break this line. And it did. And so, like you said, in hindsight, especially now as we talk about everyone delisting this uh, scam. I mean, I thought Bcash was the biggest scam in, in crypto history until this fork of Bcash became the biggest scam. But the fact is, 
all that's dissipating. I think Bcash is pretty much dead, other than as a you know a plain old altcoin speculation that has some market cap to it. And and BSV is uh, is on its way to possibly being you know worth almost nothing. Uh, but again, you know that's where we stood then. And uh, you know while that was happening, go on. Will you buy yes. back in the Bitcoin? Will you buy Bitcoin again? That's a good question. The answer is I don't know for a couple of reasons. One is that uh, I believe so strongly in B-Rhodium, as in I am all in that I believe, given my personal uh, situation from a risk-reward standpoint, I'm very happy to hold pretty much everything I have right now in it, uh, as well as, of course, I will have a position in MWC when it launches, so I'll be diversified in many ways. Now, Bitcoin, the one thing that, that has worried me about Bitcoin, really the only thing that has worried me has been Mimblewimble, because if you if you talk to Chris, who's a brilliant coder and a brilliant visionary, and by the way, a huge Bitcoin maximalist who pretty much has all of his net worth in Bitcoin, he is convinced uh, that Mimblewimble is the future of blockchain protocol. That it's vastly better. It's uh, it's more private. It's more fungible. Uh, it's much more scalable, and therefore Bitcoin must, in time, uh, incorporate it. And of course, people who know the technology realize. Unless someone, you know, look in SegWit, they thought it would have to be incorporated with a hard fork, and then someone came up with a way to do it with a soft fork. Mimblewimble will probably have to be incorporated with a hard fork. It may come down the road. It may be several years from now. It may be contentious. It may not. It may threaten Bitcoin. It may not threaten Bitcoin. But the fact is, it is a factor to be considered. And that's what's the beauty, because you're saying... You know, when you think about Bcash, right, everyone, including myself, we sold it right away. We got our eight or nine percent. Forget the fact that it fell to three. It went to 40. The fact is we would just get rid of that. Give me more Bitcoin. But but for a long, long time, it was actually a very, very good hedge because really the hedge not against Bcash being better because Bitcoin was the better technology, but against the war. Uh, because there were times where you would have been very happy when Bitcoin was smashing and Bcash was going up. Mimblewimble is a great hedge because one, if Bitcoin can incorporate it seamlessly, you'll just get this great upside potential from this coin that's in the middle of the hot technology. But if for some in some reason it becomes an issue that it's contentious and Mimblewimble kind of gains market share versus Bitcoin in some portion of the ecosystem, you have a hedge as a Bitcoin holder. I mean, we don't know what will happen, but it's a great way of hedging. Plus, you'll get your, your you know, the equivalent of strong hands. We call it the MWC HODL dividend for simply holding it. Uh, will I buy back into Bitcoin? The, the plan has always been, it has always been that when B-Rhodium gets big enough, and I mean much bigger, I'm talking about I think it could be a billion dollar market cap, then maybe I'll consider taking some profits and diversifying my portfolio, which, you know, it could be a year, two years, who knows when that is. Bitcoin may not be the only thing that I want. There may be other things that, that haven't even come out yet, or maybe some things that are there now that are also going to be worth investing in. Maybe I want to buy more MWC. I don't know. But the fact is, look, Bitcoin's not going away. It's also not guaranteed that it will be dominant to the point of 90% dominance like some people believe. I think it will be 50% dominance because there'll be a huge ecosystem. And there's all kinds of opportunities out there. So I may wind up buying back into Bitcoin in the future. I'm not against it. I just don't know yet. You know, 50% dominance is tremendous, though. I mean, yeah, because yeah, if it, it grows, is. if it grows by 10x, 50% of 10x is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's and then what you're gonna also say is, but that means there's potential in some other altcoins. And 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 again, I 
I'd be I'm happy with the current situation. Bitcoin is clearly the king of the kings at, at, at 50%. And if I understand people are going to do what they're going to do in altcoins, it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother. And so what what are your thoughts on people being just so annoyed that there is another aspect of crypto other than Bitcoin? Well, you know, you talked about the term haters, right? And it's so funny because look, in the world of gold, we didn't have really social media. There was no Twitter. Uh, there was no really pretty much. There's no Discord or any of these kind of things. It was all email and putting comments on the bottom of uh, like YouTube. Uh, you know, that's about it. Uh, and it's always been the same. Like if you read the feedback that I've gotten in 15 years of being a public figure, 99% of it is positive. And it's always the 1% that gets the headlines. Oh, look that. These guys all look at all the comments. They all hate him, you know, and, and it's always the same thing. They're the ones who would complain to my boss. And it, it's usually people who don't even have much. Right. They'll have like, you know, two ounces of silver and they're like, you know, kick up a big stink. And, you know, it's always the same thing. If people didn't like me, then uh, I would have no audience. People wouldn't care about B-Rhodium or MWC or the World Crypto Network or anything that I ever done. Obviously, you know, I. You know, the reputation that I built in a, a three decade career of honesty and giving good information and, and being, you know, very uh, uh, generous and helpful to people who want to be helpful and generous to me, you know, speaks for itself. So, you know, when you talk about the haters, I really don't care. I don't even I block anyone who says anything negative about me. I don't need them. They can go follow someone else if they don't like me. And uh, and I seek out the good, smart people, as I call them, like yourself. It's that simple. Um, but yeah, I don't want to lose my train of thought there here. There definitely isn't, again, yeah. there, there are a lot of vocal haters of every, well, you haters hate, oh, are the most vocal. Here, here's I, the I point I want. Pull, I want to point out yeah. to people, there yeah. is definitely an altcoin ecosystem built around this man. He, and there are some people very quiet about it. I mean, I want to hear about these dudes. You got people in China buying B-Rhodium. What, what's up with that? Yeah. And by the way, there are a few people in the mainstream Bitcoin media that, uh, were former friends of mine. It's not like they, they did horrible things, but have disappointed me because I haven't said anything that should make them. Look, but they've shunned me like, I don't want to deal with this guy because he likes altcoins. You know, I mean, give me a break. I mean, I mean we're all grown ups here and I haven't done anything wrong. But yeah, look, B-Rodium is a perfect example. It's the most perfect project that I've been a part of. Bitcoin is not a pro. Bitcoin is bigger than a project. Bitcoin is a, a global protocol, almost like the internet itself. That's why Andreas calls it the internet of money. It's not a project I was involved in. It's an investment that that I was deeply involved in commentating on and helping people. But Brodium is a real project. MWC is a real project started by a select group of people. Uh, in, in the case of MWC, they're well known. In the case of Brodium, they're anonymous. And I worked with them uh, through social media, through you know, all kinds of, of ways of communication that um, that helped us to build this community, as you say. I think it's one of the strongest communities out there. And I think I'm a big part of it because I foster that. I, I see the good people who are developing it. I see the good people in the community that are helping support it. And I'm meeting more and more people every day in all different countries, including China. And China is a major, major player in a lot of the altcoins out there. And I think China is already a major player in B-Rhodium. I think it's going to shock people how big the Asian influence is in this cryptocurrency, which is one of the few that's actually has Chinese investors, but is run by English speaking people. Why do you think Chinese like to get into or, or that you're seeing them get into altcoins more? Are they do are they gambler types? Are they? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Chinese are famous for invest investing savvy. I mean, they've been. 
I mean, there's a lot of people in China and they have a long history with speculation and with investing. And in the case of Bitcoin, I mean, look, you could say uh, the, the white paper was created by, uh, well, it was, uh, it was a Japanese name. I don't think it was a, a Japanese person. But the fact is all of the mining uh, and the biggest mining companies all started out in China. They obviously had a head start there. So they know a lot about crypto. Here's a question. Yeah. You've actually mentioned mm -hmm. this very rarely. And this the only people yeah. who 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 follow you closely will will get this. But B Diamond is B, B Diamond is like a top 40, isn't it? And it's and it's like uh I mean, and they're even uh funds that are gonna include B Diamond in their fund. Is it only Asian investors that are propping that thing up? Because we never hear it about it's 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 that's amazing that you brought that up. Thank you. Because I've written all kinds of articles about I write, you know, competitors of B Rhodium with quotes around it, because they're not really competitors. First of all, they're all forks, B Rhodium is not. And second of all, I think that none of them really have use cases. I mean, B B Gold's really only quote use case was the fact that it was first after B Cash. It got on Trezor uh when Trezor uh, thought that they had to do it. Now Trezor can be more selective, in fact. B-Rodium will be on Trezor uh, as soon as they have the next firmware update. But you had all these forks that came out right after B-Gold. The first one was B-Diamond. Then it was Lightning BTC, Super BTC. These things maintain pretty high market caps, even though they don't do anything. They are all, uh, with the exception of B-Gold, which really is Chinese created, but they've done their best to try to create an international community, even though it's a Chinese created thing. B-Diamond, Lightning, Super, a lot of them are supported entirely in Asia. Uh, and I'm sure there are other coins supported in other solely in other parts of the world, but definitely those forks are supported in Asia and I, it, it, in principally in China. And that's why you don't hear about them here. But there's going to be more and more. Look, you have a lot of money in the world, a lot of fiat out there and a lot of Bitcoin out there that are looking for good ideas. That's the bottom line here. And still, after, I don't know, three years since Bitcoin really made its big move, there's still very few good ideas. There's a lot of smart people out there and there's going to be a lot of good ideas. But, you know, you see the article I wrote yesterday when I'm comparing, like you said, I'm punching at all these guys in the top 20. There's a lot of garbage out there. I mean, real, real garbage that is still a legacy from the bubble where they all came out and said, yeah, we're just like Ethereum. We're platforms with smart contracts and buzzwords and blah, blah, blah. But they don't do anything. And so, you know, whether you're in China or you're in Europe where there's tons of money or, of course, the United States, where there's probably as much money per capita as anywhere, but almost nobody has an interest in crypto. Probably a lot more percentage of people in China have an interest in crypto than the United States just yet, the way that I see it. Uh, this just look, it's all about finding good ideas and putting money into them. And right now, I believe the two projects I'm involved in are two of the best projects in all of crypto. So what's the future of crypto dividends? Do, do you see a lot coming up soon? A lot of airdrops on top of Bitcoin? Where, where, how do you see this progressing? Absolutely. Absolutely. OK, so and again, everyone, you know, Adam coins all these great things. He's the Hoffman line, but Adam crypt, crypt, uh, coin crypto dividends. And he did it while, when I called him up in our uh, email and said, I'm terrified of this Bcash. It's going to destroy everything. And he said, don't worry. It's just a crypto dividend. A day later, he had his crypto dividend uh, podcast. And here we are three years later. And crypto dividend is as ubiquitous as the word uh, Bitcoin. Now, of course, it started out. Everything was a fork uh, and those forks. You know, they they were like uh, you like a radioactive isotope, very you know the, with the half life in the beginning at Bcash, then be gold, then be diamond, and pretty much it all flamed out because just forking Bitcoin really doesn't add value. I think people have figured that out by now. That you know, and 
And plus, it, it, you know, it was very hard to claim a lot of them after be gold and be and be cash. And so it became kind of like, uh, you know, it persona non grata. Now, the first airdrop was B Rhodium. Yes, there might have been some dividend airdrops like Bitcore. I think there might have been a stellar like, uh, you know, that you can claim. But an actual coin that was an airdrop that was distributed that way was B Rhodium. And that's what MWC is going to be. And as soon as I saw it happen to B Rhodium last year, I said, this is the future of crypto dividends, things that you don't have to, uh, that are very easy to claim, that you just... They, all you have to do is register your public address and you'll get it for free. You don't have to wait for Trezor to support or an exchange to support it. You will have it in your wallet and it'll be at no risk. And uh, so that's, you know, that and clearly people will see MWC will be another huge success. Um, I think uh, I think Richard Hart is going the wrong way with his hex because he's doing it in a manner that's going to make it hard for people to claim. Uh, if it ever gets done, because it keeps getting delayed. You need things that are easy to be claimed that Bitcoin holders look forward to like, this is great. It actually is free. There's nothing I need to do except register my address and I get it for free and I can wait for an exchange. It doesn't matter. Uh, I will get to trade it at some point. Uh, I wrote back then, it's the future crypto div uh, of crypto dividends. And I believe more than ever that Bitcoin is going to have so many of these uh, crypto dividends that are going to be airdrops because there's so much new technology out there and the best way to distribute it is to the biggest distribute the biggest holder base so yes if, if there's one i mean chris gilliard just wrote one of his great medium articles saying that crypto dividends alone could be the catalyst for the next big bitcoin bull market and i believe it. i think mwc alone could could be a big deal for bitcoin this summer it's already certainly helped because people are going to want it but there's going to be a lot more of the airdrops for Bitcoin holders, no doubt. Well, talking a big game with MWC there, pound that like button. Hey man, yeah, I make it easy. That that That's the bottom line with these uh, crypto dividends. It's a unique way of distributing your altcoin. Make it as easy as possible. So tell us how easy it is gonna be with this MWC. What are we gonna need to do on 420? And before I get to the exact you know spe uh, specifics of how to do it, you let's just talk about the coin a little more because you mentioned uh, Grin and Beam, right? Yes. Okay, now Mimblewimble, for people who don't know what it is, it's simply, it, it, there was a Mimblewimble white paper also, you know, pseudonymously, anonymously put out on July 19, 2016. So it'll be, it, actually our registration ends uh, three years to the day, July, July 19, 2019, of when that came out. And it's a protocol which makes for a much more scalable blockchain because you, you don't have to download the entire blockchain every block. You can uh, delete everything except the unspent uh transactions so it, it can it can scale much faster and it also is private and fungible so it's it's a big deal it can be incorporated into bitcoin but it'll probably take a long time to do it and probably with the hard fork but maybe not but anyway it's a big deal the technology that grin and beam are the two uh that are let's call them public that are that are trading now they both launched in january so far the technology works even though most people simply use it uh, to speculate as opposed to actually use it. But, you know, what's being used has worked so far. Grin and Beam cumulatively have about a $35 million market cap, which is pretty good since they started at zero uh, back in January. Grin is, the, Grin is the, quote, open source one where people think it's open source, like the Bitcoin equivalent. Uh, it's the bigger one. It has um, you know, $25 million market cap, but it's really not completely that way. It was completely VC funded, uh, the venture capitalists, are going to make a lot of money from this and people don't even realize that it's you know quote wall street funded uh beam is a completely like almost like ripple like a corporation go on their website you'll see this monstrous 
uh, size team of developers and marketers and everything. So they will probably do some some marketing. They're worth about ten uh, million dollars right now. But the problem is that aside from that, the fact that these are finan more financially motivated uh, firms than 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 Bitcoin maximalists might like, they are terrible as an investment. Uh, one that it's risky, of course. There's no guarantee Mimblewimble will work. And two, Grin has an unlimited supply. And if you look at its market cap going up, it's mostly because that supply. It is putting out blocks like you wouldn't believe. It, it'll go up to zillions, the, the supply. And Beam has a 263 million uh, cap. Uh, neither of them pay a dividend. Of course, neither of them are free to Bitcoin holders. Mimblewimble coin was forked off of Grin, except we're going to have a 20 million uh, uh, cap. And it's it, it's just like B. Rodium in the fact that 30% of it will be airdropped. And by the way, you can you can claim as much as you want. There's no cap on how much. It's just a matter of how many people register their Bitcoin. And there's no first come, first serve. So don't worry, I have to get in April 20th. You can get in July and it's, it's just as fine. Uh, there'll also be a, a dividend like, like the B. Rhodium Strong Hands. We call it MWC HODL. So if you hold it in your wallet and you don't sell it, you just hold it, you'll get, uh, we're not sure if it'll be quarterly or annually, you'll be getting uh, in-kind dividend. And we reserved another 10% of the 20 million for that very purpose. Uh, and then the rest will be proof of work mined over the next 100 years. So we'll probably start out with about 8 million outstanding and it'll take 100 years to get to uh, 20 million. And it will be, okay, now you ask about how it'll work. Very simple. Uh, on Starting on April 20th, just go to our website, mwc.mw. You can go to my Steemit page, my Twitter page, CGC, uh, my website, and you'll see tons and tons of stuff. There'll be no lack of, of, of finding the information out there. And it'll simply say that on sometime on April 20th, and, and by the way, there will be a podcast with me and Chris on the 19th to get even more detailed about it. Uh, the part of our website that says airdrop will go live and it'll give you instructions. A lot of them, it's, it's very much like B-Rhodium, but there are some nuances. I'm not going to go over all the nuances right now, but it should be very easy. You're just going to be inputting your public addresses and you'll get a message and you sign it and eventually you have to sign it again. But I will, I will say one thing to people to prepare them. Look, Adam, Trezor is the king. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Adam actually set up my Trezor for me. I think it was in May of 2016. I then had a business of helping others set up Trezors. Trezor is the king. I mean, Ledger is around. People, Some people like it, but it's it now no longer can be used for signing messages. They've had all kinds of issues. And so if you have a Ledger, you're not going to be able to claim it. You're going to either have to you know, claim it with these other kinds of, of tools where there is some risk involved unless you do it to the letter of the law, or if you go to someone like Rocky Palumbo, I think it's justlearnbitcoins.com, they can help you to do it. But unless you have a Trezor, it's not going to be super simple. So let me just tell you people, A, get a Trezor if you want to make your life easy, and B, very, very important. And I'll ask Adam again, going back to the Bitcore, Bitcore, right, C-O-R-E, they had that dividend. That was the first one that we did where it was an airdrop, and it was complex. You didn't have a lot of instructions. You really had to do it for a while. Even when you did it, you weren't sure if you did it right until the finished product to see how much Bitcoin you got from it. And then, of course, B-Rhodium, where there were problems. Some of the, the developers didn't put in instructions perfectly or people assumed things that they shouldn't have assumed from or people just made crazy errors or they forgot to save things or remember things. So I'm going to say to everyone, we have set up a very elaborate warnings page that will be color coded all over the website. You must read this warnings thing or else you risk not doing the airdrop correctly or doing it correctly but not getting as much as you should get.
All right. Read the warnings, people. Uh, I, I mean, on that note, I don't want to get too specific, but you're going to you're going to give your public address with and it'll record how many Bitcoin you have there. Correct. And then how about if you move your Bitcoin afterwards, though? Right. And again, this a lot of this is just like b Rhodium. Again, okay. it, actually in b Rhodium, what happened was you'd register the address. And this, if you did, it would just say success. So you didn't know how much uh, Bitcoin you had just registered. You just knew that it was probably that the, the address was registered. There could be nothing on. It. In fact, a lot of people thought, hey, I'll just go my Trezor takes any address registered. And that means the whole Trezor is no, no, you have to you have to every single address that has Bitcoin on it, you have to do. So if you have like 100 Bitcoin addresses, you have to register all 100. Or the easy thing, as Adam says, is if you're on a Trezor, just to be safe, because again, I don't even want to go into change addresses right here, where every time you have sent a Bitcoin in your life from your Trezor or your ledger, it moves a lot of the other Bitcoin to other addresses that you can't see. So you may think that you know where all the Bitcoin is, but it's not. So let's say you have 57.3 Bitcoin on, on your, your Trezor, and you have had transactions, you sent some here and there. The smart thing to do, honestly, is just send to yourself one transaction of 57.3, and then you'll know it'll all be in one address. So even though we will tell you it'll say success, 2.3 Bitcoin registered, you, you don't really want to have to add them all up. You want to know exactly how much you have. All right. These warnings will be color-coded and clear. And yes. just I, I hope it is very easy to understand and once it's done, it's done type of thing. Uh, we shall see. So 420, April 20th, people, uh, for those of you not celebrating Passover on that day, to, to, you could start to check it out and, and learn. And then for those of us celebrating Passover, then, you know, check it out a few days later. But uh, again, that, it's just so funny that the, the one day it's starting is the one day I don't have a show. It's, it's very odd, very odd how that turned out. Um, okay. But uh, I, I'm, Hey, I'm, I'm happy. I want to get my free MWC. And again, if people, if you're, if you don't like it, you don't have to participate in it. That is the glory of the free market. If you're, if you're a hater and you don't like crypto dividends, you don't like airdrops, well, then just move along, I guess. Well, let, let me, let's just talk about that for a second. Again, you know, that, that word hater, I don't like, but it's even crazier. Again, look, if you're, if you're a big Bitcoin, look, if you have a, if you're a very small Bitcoin holder, let's face it, it doesn't matter. Okay. If you have two Bitcoin, I guess it's good if you get a little MWC, but I'm talking about people who are real serious cryptocurrency investors. If you have Bitcoin and, and Trace Mayer was really the person who kind of, you know, made it famous because he's he's a big uh, Bitcoin holder who also has the technological expertise, you know, kind of like Rocky to split off everything and grab everything. Now, there's very few people who can do that. But he was like, yeah, I'm a Bitcoin maxillist, but I'm also smart. I realized that I want to get as much money as I can out of this and I can turn it into Bitcoin if I want or I can keep it and hold it. So, look, you know, there's there, there's nothing in the world that is free or very little is free. If someone wants to give you something for free, most likely it's not going to be worth something. But you know what? Sometimes it is. Bcash was definitely worth something. Bgold was worth something. If you held on to B-Diamond, it's, I guess, worth a little bit. B-Rhodium, in fact, B-Rhodium, I wrote the other day. When B-Rhodium uh, the other day, it hit um, uh, 0.01 uh, Bitcoin and it was a 10 to 1 uh, it was a 10 to 1 airdrop ratio. That means Bitcoin, uh, B-Rhodium was a 10% uh, crypto dividend. Now it's about 5%. It's, it's still trading at about $28 each. But I mean, we're talking about, you never know what's going to be the ones that are worth something. 
MWC not only has the potential because it's a hot technology and it's a really, you know, you talk about a three-way race. I can't see why someone would invest in Grin or Beam. Uh, forget the airdrop part. I mean, why would you invest in something with unlimited supply versus something that has 20 million and uh, and has a dividend? And I'm behind it talking about it. I well, mean, because it, the, the people in, invest in those because they're flavors of the month. Grin, I mean, everybody and anybody was talking about it. We forked off of Grin. It's the same thing. Yeah. And, well, that's the thing. That's what, and that's why that's why your coin needs a marketing person. So, I mean, that's, this is the experiment. We we shall see. I, and I, I can't emphasize enough. And this is for all Mimble. Look, if Mimble Wimble uh, is, uh, you know, is what I think it's going to be, all three of these coins are going to be spectacular. It's not a matter of hating or like, oh, well, MWC will, will, will have to have a three-course race. If Mimblewimble is the real thing, all three of these coins will be great. And there'll probably be more Mimblewimble coins, but they won't get as big market share because we're, you know, we're the, we're the ones that started. But there will be others if it's a big deal. But again, like I said, you say, what, what do I worry about? You know, why would I not get in Bitcoin? Right now, the only thing that worries me is Mimblewimble. So if you're a Bitcoin holder and you say, well, maybe he's right about this. Well, then just claim your MWC. You have a hedge. If Mimblewimble coin, if Mimblewimble is that big that it threatens Bitcoin, Mimblewimble coin will be the perfect edge. I mean, it's is it likely to happen? No. Could it happen? Absolutely. Ask Chris. He believes that, that Mimblewimble has to be incorporated into Bitcoin down the road, but he's not sure how it will happen. All right. This is uh, now remember, people. You know, I have a guest like this on. We don't agree on everything. So remember, Adam says, buy and hold Bitcoin. Just because I'm saying names of other coins doesn't mean Adam is saying to buy them, especially when I'm talking about a coin that you're going to get for free. <laughs> so uh, remember that, people. I do. I let all sorts of people on the show to give their opinions. But not everyone. Th that's the cool thing about life. You're, you're, you shouldn't really meet anyone that you agree with 100% on everything. Everyone's going to have different views. It's always good to hear different views. Don't vomit when you hear different views. <laughs> well, let, let me let me say one more thing. I mean, you bring up the perfect point, okay? If there's one word that I've used as much as anything when I'm writing constantly, particularly about B-Rodium because it's been around so long in trading, it's, uh, you know, I mean, MWC, the project's only been around since January and it hasn't traded yet. So, you know, in our Discord community, uh, you know, there's just, you know, a handful of uh, a few dozen people have gotten there and it's really hasn't built the momentum yet because we haven't started trading it. But it's all about community. And if there's one thing that an airdrop does, it creates community because you are giving people something for free. The only way, you know, like I've always said to people in the gold market, I said the only way you can truly appreciate gold or silver way back was to hold it in your hand, hold a quarter in one hand hold a gold coin the other. You could tell this is the heavy, the shiny, the one where the blood, sweat, and tears went into it that has a cost, a high cost of production, and the quarter has nothing. Until you actually have something, it's very hard to identify with it. So when when all these people were given the B-Rhodium, you, A, you do your due diligence because you say, wow, I got this investment. It could be worth something. It already is worth something. And you learn about it. And in time, if it's a good project, you really grow an attachment to it. Uh, the forks were completely different because, especially because of the time, a lot of them were competing with Bitcoin. Most of them you couldn't even uh, you couldn't even split, and the main one was an enemy of Bitcoin. So it was it, there was no communities built by Bitcoin holders supporting B Cash or B Gold or B Diamond or any of these. But B Rhodium is doing well on top of that. So people have the community is very very strong, and I think the same thing's going to happen with MWC, uh, particularly if Mimblewimble 
does what I think it'll be and become a you know, really hot technology because they're going to be like, hey, we got it for free. Uh, let's look at the math. It's obviously a better financial uh, investment than, than than Beam and Grin. We like the people behind it. We, you know, and it, so it really helps foster this community feeling that helps build a support level under it. And that's part of what the, you, know, you talk about the Andy Hoffman altcoin ecosystem. That's what I do. That's what I did in, in Miles Franklin. You build a community of people around you that believe in you and they know they see that you put your money where your mouth is and fight for it and they want to fight for it too. And, and I think that that's the future because right now uh, there's almost no marketing in crypto. And the reason is that for all, you know, we're so deep inside of it. We think, oh, it's been around forever, but you know, it really hasn't. And a lot of people who are in it at the bubble are gone. I mean, we are real survivors. Anyone listening to this call is a real survivor to still be here after what just happened in 2018. And guess what? The bull market is back. And, and let me tell you, let, let's finish here with the Hoffman line, right? We're almost there, okay? 52.60 right now on my screen. That's uh, what, less than 10% away? 56.75 will be huge, huge resistance. I can guarantee you that because that is the level because believe me people when we if we can retake that level and the way it's moving it looks pretty much like that's likely this year you're going to see a whole new wave of investment into the sector that's going to make 2017 look like nothing especially because think of all the institutions that came in uh back then and started doing research uh into the sector uh they are all ready to go and they know a lot more about it they're not just gonna be like yeah let's just buy everything and no they're going to be buying things that are quality and there's going to be a lot bigger institutions that come in and and the reason being that crypto is the future it's that simple so i'm really excited i think the the line will break to the upside sometime this year can't wait these institutions, as I've said, they will help define what is considered a top tier altcoin. Love them or hate them, altcoins are here to stay. So you got to admit there's going to be a top tier. Let's see what the top tier is going to be. Good luck to all the players out there. Personally, I hope the top tier altcoins are the ones that I get for free by holding <laughs> Bitcoin, by receiving crypto dividends. So uh, good luck to Chris. Chris is an awesome guy over there at uh, at MWC, and uh, we we should. I'll continue to cover the story of crypto dividends that strong hand Bitcoin holders get for free. Remember, Bitcoin holders, you don't really hold your Bitcoin unless you control your private key. If you're over at Coinbase storing your Bitcoin, you're not getting these crypto dividends that we've been. Doing. And, and here's here's the last thing I'll say. Sorry, when I talk about community, the best tool that I've seen. In all of all of my uh, the best social media tool I've seen, and and certainly crypto is Discord. Yes, there's Telegram and other ones, Mimblewimble, Bitcoin Rodium. They they have their own uh, Telegrams, but these Discord chat rooms, you really have to be a part of them. Uh, and you just go to the websites, our websites, and you just click and you get an invitation. You go in because not only do you communicate with all aspects of the community, from the miners to the investors to the marketers. Uh, but you can uh, talk to the developers. Uh, you can have private messages, private message groups. If you go into the B-Rhodium or the MWC uh, Discord, you are going to learn everything about these coins in a hurry and you're going to meet all the influencers. So definitely do that. I, I can't recommend it more. That's how I learned. All right. Andy Hoffman, the honey badger of altcoins, uh, <laughs> of altcoin ecosystem. Thank you very much uh, for, for being on the show today. It is always entertaining. The time flies by just so fast when, when you're on the show. Everybody, check out DisruptMeister.com. That's my uh, site where you can see all my old shows. 
what have we got like close to 1300 now or something like that Jeez. uh follow andy below and mimble wimble everything is linked to below pound that like button bang that bell button i'm adam meister bitcoin meister disrupt meister i'll see you tomorrow then on friday then we're off on saturday for passover bye bye everyone strong hand see ya